Welcome. You're tuned in to the rest of the sermon, a podcast where we dive deeper into content, conversation, and application of Sunday sermon at Westside Church in Poplar Bluff. If you want more information, you can visit our website at westsidepb.org. If you have any questions you'd like answered on this podcast, you can email them to info at westsidepb. Most importantly, it's all about Jesus. We can do that. <laughs> Three, two, one, and here we are. Hey guys, thank you for joining in to the rest of the sermon. Love it. Love it. And to our live audience here today in what was once the laundry room oh, and yeah. hot water heater room and utility room. Yeah. It's still the hot water heater room. It's just behind a beautiful partition. It is. Yep. And if anybody uses the hot water, that will kick on and you'll be able to hear it on the podcast. That's Fun. great. But that's how we're rolling, I you like know, it. with our millions of downloads. And <laughs> Like For those that. of you listening, send it. us a message when you hear the hot water heat. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 for sure. Um, uh, so if you're listening to this podcast, you're not familiar with our area. Deer season, really big deal. Game changer. Donovan gets out of school yep. for fall break, all of that stuff. That being said, did you guys participate in that? Did your husband's family, did you guys get a harvest this year? Tell me about it. How did deer season go? Haley just looks immediately, looks at me. <laughs> I get it. Like, I get Tom and them have got a farm, though, and they yeah. slay that stuff out there. So, yeah. yeah. Um, my boys are at work. Um, my son comes home tomorrow. Yeah. Um, happy birthday, Coop. Woo! Uh, and Jolie went out a little bit. It's cold. And that's what she said. She went to her brother's stand, not hers, because yeah. she thought, he's not here. I'll go yes. to his stand. Yes. She said, Mm-mm, I can't feel my feet. Yeah. I was about in tears. I got so cold. So yep. she came in. But she's hunting today, so I don't Great. know what's happening today. Good. Apparently, it was a hunter's dream because it snowed. Yeah. And it was just like crazy. The, the, you know? the deer were moving. Oh, yeah, for sure. I did for get sure. a bunch of snaps of people. Yeah. With great views sure. watching these deer yeah. walk in the snow. But I don't hunt. My husband yeah. doesn't hunt. Cool. My mom has hunted previously in her life. Okay. Um, when I was a kid, hunting just meant I got a really good breakfast that day. Nice. Yes. Yeah. But like Very true. still now I dropped off Maeve at my mom's and she was like, Oh, it's you season. Katie's gonna go out and hunt, which is my niece. Yeah. And she was like, which means me and Maeve are cooking this amazing yeah. breakfast Perfect. for people to come in. And there so you go. for me it's just a time that we eat really good yeah. food. But we don't eat the deer meat. I mean, I don't eat the deer meat. Sure. I do not like deer meat. Yeah. But here's what's cool though. We'll is see. What I'm saying nope. is in this area, it is such a cultural thing yeah. that you're still, you have memories and that rhythm is still being affected by the cultural aspect of it with oh, the yeah. breakfast and stuff. I went I love it. deer hunting one time. Yeah. I'm a surprisingly good shot. Okay. I believe so it. So without the deer. Yeah. Hitting bullseyes, doing right. it, whatever. Yep. You put me in the stand and then we had to kill something. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. Yeah. do it especially if you see mama with the baby oh no like we can't <laughs> and then Bambi. it doesn't help that i don't like the deer meat because they're like well this is for our family and i'm like i am not i'm eating not gonna it. eat it i'm gonna eat the mac <laughs> that, and cheese no. i'm eating the yeah, mac like, and cheese i am not eating it we can buy this at the grocery store yes. so I, love yeah. it. I can completely get behind i'm not the big like i don't have to i don't mind to hunt i like yeah. the quiet i was always out there rick would take one kid i would take one kid and we would do the youth hunt thing yeah I don't have to now, though, because when three of the four people who live in your home enjoy hunting, sure. I don't need the meat in my freezer. Right. It's already there. Yeah. I'm not. Th- everyone's like, 
oh, we're going to, my husband could live off of fried deer, yep. potatoes, and gravy. Yep. Much to his cardiologist disdain. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some good deer meat, you know, as it's been sampled, the steaks from the back strap and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So Roman got a 10-point deer at you season, just this monster he, buck. Yeah. I mean, it's over 200 pounds, all this type of stuff. So we're actually picking up the meat from the processor here pretty soon. Got some snack sticks and stuff like that. The so, jalapeno cheddar is the way to go. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Hey, let us know. Did you get a monster deer this year? We would love <laughs> for you to send that in. But also... Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got a controversial question here. Uh-oh. Controversial. Um, and I would love for you guys to write in, Facebook status, whatever. Um, do you guys, as you prepare for Thanksgiving in your homes and everything, are there Christmas decorations up yet? Is there Christmas music? What's your rule on that? Because that seems to be more divisive than Democrat or Republican. I'll just oh, be honest right now, with you. It really is. You know what I'm saying? Like it really, really is. So how I grew up Mm -hmm. was you don't do anything Christmas until after Thanksgiving. It can be at the end of the Thanksgiving meal. Sure. But my mom would say, can we just give Thanksgiving a moment? I mean, we would go to Walmart and we would hear it. Okay. But then my mom married Tom. Yeah. And Michaela loves Christmas. I mean, I'm talking like... Yeah. Records all the Hallmark movies and yep. watches them year round. Sure, sure. I thought they were going to go to blows at one point. <laughs> Uh-oh. And now it's kind of just like Christmas is whatever. Sure. Thanksgiving is whatever. Yeah. But at least we have each other. We're right? all getting together. There might be a Christmas tree. There might not. We don't really know. And my you mom know? is notorious for putting it up two days after Christmas because that's when we get together okay. and then putting all of the gifts in one bag per person because she hates wrapping. Nice. Like Thanksgiving is my mom's holiday. Christmas is not. Okay. Oh, okay. Cool. And cool. so Good. her Christmas is just a lot of work. Yeah. How about you, Nick? Um, so my mom's birthday's Christmas Eve. Gotcha. Uh, so I was raised in a very, like, I live in the middle of nowhere. Sure. The inside, outside, my back deck gets Christmas I love lights. it. Is it up already? Uh, not yet. Okay. Rick and I, normally the rule, and Cooper is very frustrated with me right now, because it was always the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. And... I leave it up until whenever I decide to take it down, huh. always after the first of the year. It sure. does not come down till then. Yeah. Yeah. But I finally convinced my husband last week and he was we were having this conversation because I want to put it up now. Yeah, sure. And he said, Thanksgiving, I'm like, look, Christmas is a season. Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is a day. Mm. So that was my argument. I like it. His reply was I don't care. I'm not bringing everything up out of the basement. <laughs> and I said, okay, when you come home, it'll all be done. He's yeah. like, works for me. So I, I love it. I think growing up, it was very much so the day after Thanksgiving yes. was like, we would come back from Kennett. We would get there to the house. We would still be on that break of being out of school. And I remember just everybody being at home and my mom slowly all day just kind of decorating. And then, boom, it was Christmas and stuff like that. I don't feel like our moms, and I'm using us as the collective, even though there's (laughs) some age gap. I don't think they did the Black Friday shopping thing the way it was even a few years ago. Yeah. Now, at the house with Court, there would be some stuff go up here and there. But the funny thing is, is our Christmas tree 
never comes down. Yeah, and yeah. Courtney says it's because you like the lights. I love the mm. ambient light. Mm-hmm. It's over in the corner, and so at night, I'll plug that in and leave all the other lights off, and with that and the TV, it's like yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. A Christmas tree is magical, so literally ours has not gone away at all. And I so, feel like at least that has a function. Yeah. Like last year we got COVID and my sure. friend brought over these markers to write that she loved us on our window. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I then used that marker to write Merry Christmas from the Murphys on our window last Christmas. It is still on... Hey guys, we wanted to take a break from the podcast and I wanted to fill you in on this incredible resource. Listen, I know I've got a lot of pastor friends, a lot of church volunteers, maybe you're on staff at a church, and there's a ton of things that when I started working at a church that I didn't know anything about. And when I became pastor at Westside, there was a lot that I didn't know about. And one of those things was church insurance. I'm in a board meeting. Someone says, what's our insurance policy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Listen, I don't care how much you paid for your seminary education. They don't teach you about church insurance. But listen, Westside has found a great resource at First Choice Insurance through our agent, Matt Phillips. First Choice Insurance is locally operated. It is family-owned. They have a ton of insurance policies from A to Z. They've insured everything from airplanes, zoos. Like, legitimately, Matt told me that they've insured a lion before. So listen, if you work at a church, if you're a pastor, and you're like, seminary did not teach me about church insurance, I want you to reach out to Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance. The number is 573-686-2870. Again, that's Matt Phillips at First Choice Insurance, 573 686 Two eight seven zero, or you can check them out on Facebook. Again, family-owned, locally operated, Matt Phillips, First Choice Insurance. Back to the show, guys. Our window. And so if you come to our house in the middle of nowhere, which you're probably not doing, but it just says, Merry Christmas from the Murphy. It's appropriate now. A broken clock is right two times a day, man. (laughs) That's for sure. All right, I got a would you rather when it comes to Thanksgiving. Would you rather cook the meal or clean up after the meal? Cook. Really? Wow. Yeah. I would much rather clean up. Well, great. (laughs) We will cook for you, Jason. (laughs) Clean all you want. Wonderful. I don't want all that time. It's like two, three days to get ready for Thanksgiving and cook all that stuff. Stand at a sink and either load a dishwasher or wash dishes. Oh. I am in my mid 40s and still have childhood flashbacks and trauma from no, I will cook all day, every day. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. I mean, what? cooking, there's just like this reward. There's this. There is. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I will never forget the first time I did a turkey start to finish by myself. Golly. And I mean, yeah. I have pictures of that thing. It is like a prized possession yep. in my life of like, I baked it. I thought it. I baked like just yeah, you did all it. of it. Look I at the product it. of your labor. Look at me. Yeah, sure. And I don't feel that way when I get this scuff off of a dish, <laughs> like not even a little bit. Here's no. a, here's another one. Would you rather rake a bag of leaves on Christmas or shovel snow on Thanksgiving? 
snow on Thanksgiving. Yeah, because then it means it snowed on Thanksgiving. That's yeah, cool. Snowed I on love Thanksgiving. Snow. Okay, cool. Uh, and you talked but, about your mom's birthday being on Christmas. Yeah. So would you rather your birthday always land on Thanksgiving or Christmas? Oh, Thanksgiving, because then you still get double gifts. Double gifts. Yeah, yeah, it's the perfect amount of distance <laughs> from Christmas. Yeah, that well, you can they try fully, to tie it all in. Unless they're from far away, and it's like, you know, the, the family from eight hours away, they're coming in for Thanksgiving this year, and, and, and we're going to give you your good, Christmas yeah. presents no. and that kind of stuff. So I feel that way, but Chad, my brother-in-law, his yeah. birthday is like sometimes falls on Thanksgiving. Sure, Romans Thanksgiving is the same way. Yep. And, yeah. I feel for him because his birthday like never truly gets celebrated because it's like, well, we're having Thanksgiving dinner and we'll just also say like, yeah, happy birthday. Sure. Right? Sure. So eh. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Mom, we try to keep her. We like we will do a cake or something for her. Yeah. Um, But like she kind of gets the eh of it all. Because sure. I'm like, OK, as soon as candlelight service is over at church, we'll be out there, mom, because right. we then run out to mom. And that's when, but mom also gets that trump card that she didn't realize she needed all these years. Because when your birthday is Christmas Eve, you kind of have that, well, we've got to go to mom's. It's her birthday. Well, if it's in July, that's not a big deal. True. But she doesn't have to fight another set of grandparents uh, for that evening time with the grandkids. It's her birthday. It's her birthday. That's good. And so, that's yeah. good. I like it. We would love to hear from you guys. Would you rather cook? Would you rather clean? Would you rather rake leaves on Christmas, shovel snow on Thanksgiving? Would you rather your birthday fall on Thanksgiving or Christmas? I'm going to land on Thanksgiving because yeah. I think it's the perfect amount of time you get to double up on the presents. Well, my kids, like, I mean, Roman's got a November birthday. Sure. Um, I'm the only one in my household that doesn't have like Rick and Cooper or November. Jolie is January. So they have like two months where they get everything they want. Yep, that's and true. They're, See, my birthday's yeah. in February, which I feel like is another yeah, good it's little really bit close of distance, to that. Yeah. you know, right but after that. What's helpful is when Roman writes out his birthday list, we're like, oh, so we know what we're getting you for Christmas. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the leftover <laughs> stuff there, for well, sure. <laughs> Jolie does the opposite of that. What I didn't get for Christmas, here's what I want for my birthday. There you, so, yeah. yeah, perfect. It works out it great. Does. Well, hey, listen, this Sunday we talked about, it was Jesus' second teaching on the Holy Spirit. We are making our way through the upper room. Mm -hmm. um, this is a lot. And I just kind of prefaced and said, you know, this list behind me, we've got the titles of them up there on the mm -hmm. wall. And I just kind of said, it starts to get pretty weighty when you look at that and you're like, oh no, here's all kinds of stuff I need to do. Yeah. And it was just a reminder, this is not a to-do list. This is a reminder of who we are. Yeah. If we're If we're striving to be upper room disciples, these are reminders of who we are, and this week was holy and lifestyle. We spent a lot of time talking about the word holy, holiness meaning separate and distinct. In Leviticus, God gives the, the very famous scripture, tell Israel that they should be holy because I am holy. And so we talked about God being separate, distinct, but at the same time that if God is separate and distinct, he wants his people to be separate and distinct as well. And then we answer the question, well, how in the world am I supposed to live a holy life? Like, this is impossible. And correct, it is impossible. And so that's why we said that upper room disciples live holy lives because the Holy Spirit lives in them. Jesus has not left us on our own. God empowers what he commands. Really good news. But I wanted to ask you guys, walking with Jesus, having families and stuff now, 
when it comes to holiness, right, there should be aspects, not aspects, our whole life should be separate and distinct. And I think it's shown in aspects and in certain times. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you guys this, being a Christian, how is your life different from the non-Christians around you? How is your life holy, separate, and distinct? And now, just to clarify, holiness does not mean perfection. Yeah. It does not mean stained glass, you know, Mother Teresa, or anything like that. It means that God has claimed you as his own, and you're striving to live God's way as revealed in God's word. But what does that look like? I think our listeners would do well to hear practically what does that mean to live a holy life. So how are y'all's lives different because you're a Christian and your family, your marriage, your all that stuff? I think um, it's been very helpful when you say that your time and your money show, you know, reveal that about you, right? Mm. And so um, there have been like several moments in my life on the walk with Jesus where it's like, hey, red flag, sure. you're no different than the world. Sure. I will never forget um, being in a bar, yeah. I mean, restaurant, bar, whatever you want to call it, and like my favorite rap song came on. Yeah. Brum, dum, dum. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to say yeah, what that song favorite. is. So, yeah. And I was just <laughs> spitting it, right? Okay. Yeah. And this lady came up to me and she said, that is my favorite thing about you. You post all this religious stuff on Facebook, but here you are just sitting in a bar rapping like it's no different. Ouch. And the Holy Spirit enters now. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I will never forget that moment. Yeah, it's to, huge. To the day I die. Yeah. And, I mean, I was single then, but there have been so many just, like, moments of that of, like, huh, like, yep. okay, and just one of them was when it was like your time and your money, like they reveal where your heart is. They reveal what you prioritize. And yeah. so, um, John and I are very busy, sure, very busy. And sometimes that's not ideal. Sure. But what are we like, no matter what this time is allotted. That's good. And a lot of the times that's church for us or mm -hmm. our community group or a small mm -hmm. group. I love that when John changed his schedules for piano lessons and lessons and stuff on Monday nights, because Monday nights was West side man. I'll never forget hearing. And you just like said it in passing. Yeah. You were like, Hey, is it like, are we solidified on Monday nights? Because we have to send out these emails and stuff to these parents and tell them we're not doing Mondays. And I was just like, Whoa, man, that's incredible. You know, that's awesome. And like, that's, that's a way. And but like even tithing, like yeah, that was huge for us to do in our marriage yep. because we don't have a lot of money, or at least sure. at the end. I remember being like, "Oh, well, we're just gonna tithe our time," and then sure. being like convicted of like, "Yeah, we need to do more." And even if we are serving, and I'll my brother seeing my budget list and being like. Wait, that's like a bill. You're giving that yeah. much to the church? Yeah, yeah right. Like, sure. Not, like yeah. not even that it's a lot, but just like that's that's like from a, a financial point of view. That's a that's a bill, and yeah. it's like yeah, and it's on auto pay, and it's not mm. how I feel about the Lord that month. Yeah, and and then just in our marriage of like, I don't know, it is not perfect and it is not glamorous. Yeah, and there are a hundred percent times where a lot of conviction from the Holy Spirit normally coming out of <laughs> yeah. other people's mouths going. Hey, Haley, did you think about that? But like, 
divorce is not an option. Yep. It's good. And we don't say that word yeah. in our house. And if you do, you better be able to like talk about why you got there. Yeah. And we also don't encourage people to divorce. Right. And we don't like, we don't talk about each other a certain way. And if we do, we better be fully prepared to receive correction on it. Yeah, that's good. And that's not always like acceptable outside, yeah. but it is noticed. And when we fail at that, it is also noticed. Yep. Because when you're unfortunately a more, yeah, yeah, yeah you sure. have a target on your back. Yeah, for sure. Like saying you love the Lord and you're trying to live, you have yep. a target on your back, yep. and that doesn't mean you get defensive. It means you, you try to wear it. And I know? think that's why the world loves talking about the scandals in the church mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And yes, we're for justice here and all of those things, but also it really does add to the narrative yeah. for them to to disbelieve in that sense. For sure. So how about you, Nick? As I say, I think Haley was spot on because I remember coming in and, you know, we worked together, but my friend Haley listened to a conversation my coworker Haley and I were having about marriage and I was, Rick and I were bickering and not in a great place and we went to lunch and the second the doors on my car closed, Haley said, so is divorce coming up in this? And I'm like... No. Yeah, right. No. And I'm like, I'm sorry if I scared you because it's not an option. It's not something we do. We're going to fight. We're going to bicker. We're going to not like each other. But that's not something this moment wasn't that. But Haley, the look on your face, I will never forget. <laughs> was like, was, um, she was like calling me out like, hey, how bad is it? It's good. What do we need to do? But I knew in that moment it wasn't for like gossipy mm-hmm. reasons. It was, okay, what do we need to do? Like yeah. she was getting ready to rally. That's good. Yeah. And so I think that, I think the f- those friendships yeah. Yeah. matter. Um, the longer I'm in this walk, I can see where people have fallen away from my like inner circle. Sure. And it is because of the life I live. Yep. Not You're necessarily. going in a direction. I am. I yep. have a purpose. I don't mind. Like, I used to do the bar scene. I worked at a bar. Sure. Um, And there is absolutely nothing wrong with those moments that I have. Sure, yeah. That's not who I am anymore. Yeah. Someone's like, you've changed. And I'm like... Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Because that's the point. Yeah. That's not an insult, Your accusation is confirmation yes. to me. You know, it, that's actually good, listeners. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> the accusation is, is actually confirmation. In you know? that moment. Now, yeah. that being said, I am so very far from perfect. Um, last Tuesday when I went home, I hit a deer with my car. And if we would have been on TV, there would have been some beep, beep buttons happening left and right. Sure. And I work with kids on Sunday. Um but Please still send them to church. We do. No, yeah, no, I don't do it with them. But, right, yeah. you know, the emotion overruled everything else in that moment. Where yeah. We are fallible. Yeah, it doesn't mean perfection for Not sure. Not at all. I would say that I think in the beginning when Courtney and I started dating, um, one of the things was for some reason, I'm a big fan of movies. I love movies, love engaging in culture. There was a moment where we went to go see a really popular comedy together and um, it was really crude, and there was this scene, and I just realized, like, I paid money for my fiancé to see another man naked, mm. <laughs> and we're just sitting in this, and I just could not, 
logically connect the dots on some of that stuff. And I just turned to her and was like, is she was like, this is not funny. Like, it's not even, it's just, we're not, I'm not feeling this. And yeah. I was like, do you want to go? And she was like, yeah. And I think there's been uh, multiple moments like that where it's like, okay, this is really popular. This is, you know, there's a lot of shows and there's a lot oh, of yeah. things yeah. that we just don't, you know, I haven't seen Hangover 27. You know, I haven't seen <laughs> right. the first one in that sense. And so I think there's a little bit of that, um, but I think now where we're at in our season is I feel the the distinctness and separateness really in parenting mm. as well, for sure, of being able to have to give it an account to our kids, why we do what we do, what, where our time is spent, where it's not spent, why we do certain things, why we don't do certain things. And it's just a constant reminder for our family that we're going a certain direction, just like yeah. I said, Nick, like, and this is what we're doing. And then when our kids maybe push back or ask questions about that, my friends are doing this, this, that, and the other. And so I was really fortunate with growing up. I think sometimes it wasn't holiness. It was legalism mm -hmm. sometimes, but I, I was very fortunate with having, you know, a father that would explain why we're not doing this and we respect them. We honor them. And I think the most important thing was it's not because we are better. Yeah. It's yes. not like that is huge to understand. It's just a choice. It's God has asked this of me and it should really show. Like I'll never forget, Haley, when you sent me the text and was asking about like cremation. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. still mind blown about yeah, it. Yeah. You were like, so cremation. That was actually the first text message. And I responded with, it's time to give another shout out to another sponsor of the rest of the sermon podcast. This shout out goes to our great friends over at Smart Marketing right here in Popper Bluff, Missouri. Smart Marketing is a fantastic media company. And when I say media, I mean websites, graphic design, videography, anything that you need, smart marketing can do it. You need to head on over to Facebook, just type in smart marketing and you'll see their cool light bulb logo pop up and you can get a ton of information there. Or you can just give them a call, smart marketing at 573-840-0334. Again, that's smart marketing right here in Popper Bluff, 573-840-0334. 0334. Back to the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So and you can hear his <clears throat> voice when he replies back to your text. I heard I her, well. I heard he her voice. Yeah, yeah for sure. So cremation. Yeah. And so then she like engaged on some stuff, and I was like, well, when you look at the old testament, the people of Israel literally did everything a certain way. I mean, they washed clothes. Their clothes were not with multiple garments, with this, that, and the other. And when someone died, there was very specific ceremonial rites yeah. that they did. Now, carrying over to Christianity, the reason why we bury our loved ones, I can't say chapter and verse, don't try to send in. Jason said cremation, the Bible's against it. It doesn't say that anywhere in there. I think you're free to do that. God made man from dust. So I think when Jesus returns, he can resurrect a cremated body. That's okay. But Jesus physically rose from the grave, his physical body. He was physically buried and we buried our loved ones traditionally in graveyards facing east, the way in which Christ is going to return. 
And so when I sent all this stuff to Haley, she was like, whoa. (laughs) And I, and I think I ended the message with, that's why we have a Christian worldview. Oh yeah. You know, I was like, dude, that's just so different than everything. And you're like, yeah, it's not one aspect of our lives. It's everything is separate and distinct. Yeah. And I remember, I'm sorry, I'm coughing. You're good. (coughs) But I was having that conversation with Chelsea Swindle. Yeah. And she was like, dude, no, I asked Amy Blackburn and she said that. And I was like, Amy's not normally wrong. (laughs) Amy's not normally, that's very true. Amy's not normally wrong. And I was like, I'm just going to text Jason real quick. Like, (laughs) do we believe in cremation or not? And then like, my mind was blown. Yeah. And it, and it's because it's not in separate categories. It's in every area yeah. of our life. So that's good. And I would love to hear from the listeners. You guys send in, where do you feel that um, it comes out that this is a lifestyle, that this is I am separate and distinct, and I really feel the rub um, in, in these areas? One area that we went to in the sermon was um, the second point was the Holy Spirit persuades the heart. And Jesus in John uh, chapter 16, verses 1 through 15, starting in verses 9 through 11, talks about the Holy Spirit's going to come. This is what the Holy Spirit's going to do. And like any good teacher, Jesus lists these kind of three things. And we'll get to the three things. But he leads it with the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin. Yeah. And, and I just kind of took some time and I said, I think when we hear the word convict, we actually hear the word condemn. Well, because, um, yeah, yeah, we look at our judicial system, and when you're convicted, sure. you're going to jail, and sure. that's a consequence. And the Bible is so clear over and over to say, like Romans 8, 1, there's no more condemnation mm-hmm. for those who are in Christ. Yeah. That if you believe in faith that God raised Jesus from the grave on your behalf for your sins, that there's no punishment, there's no none of that anymore. And so I thought it would be helpful, like, when it comes to conviction, there, there's a thin line between conviction and condemnation. Like, example, I think conviction spurs you to community, to open up. Condemnation makes you run in isolation yeah. and to hide and to separate. So, so, so there's a number of those things. I think the voice of condemnation is you're a failure, and I think the voice of conviction is this can't be hidden because this will hurt you. There's, there's, you know, all of these things. But I want to ask you guys, when it comes to conviction, because obviously the Holy Spirit lives inside of us as believers. Yeah. One of its roles is to convict us of sin, and when we begin to wander, stray, any of those things, what is conviction like for you? And and here's what I mean by that. Is it immediate? Sometimes it's immediate for yeah. me. Um, do you like, do you feel it in your body? Does it take, yeah. you, you, you understand what I'm asking? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, what, it pra- like practically what, yeah. what does conviction look like for you? For me, um, all of those things, there yeah. has been, I've said something, my brain and mouth filter disconnect way more often than sure. they should. Sure. And I have said things and I'm like, Oh, you did not. And I will feel it. My face will usually say it immediately. And, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I did not mean that the way that was. Because sometimes my tone will be a little too harsh or judgy or too snippy. Tony. Sure. Yeah, Tony. a little too Tony. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Or I'll say something, I'm like, that was rude. You know, just you have those moments. If it is a bigger thing, um, 
I do think the distinction of condemnation and conviction being brought forward, if it's big, I want to internal. I don't, that shame comes with it and no one needs to see this because I hold myself to a higher standard. I don't want to let people see me fall. Yeah, sure. But they need to see that. And that's the conviction that usually saddles right up going, "Uh uh-uh, you don't get to do this by yourself. Sure. You need to own this. Yeah, for sure. And it can, you know, like physically my stomach will get a little ick and the heart races and I'm like, oh, gross. For sure. But the weight that comes off. Freedom. Yeah. When I do speak like, hey, I really did X, Y, and Z. Drop the ball here. I'm feeling this in this way. It is almost instantaneous burden lifted. Peace. Yeah. And it is. Whoever I am speaking that to, nine, I'm going to say 10 times out of 10, has a word that comes along and completely changes my mind about things. 100%. Yeah. No question. How about you, Haley? I think, I mean, it comes in all different ways, but. I prefer when it comes immediately. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those are the ones Less that damage, you know? <laughs> yeah. And God's like, hey, just just correct that. Like yeah. just just correct that. You have the ability to do that right now. Yeah. And those are the ones that I am like flipping about and I'm like, oh man, yeah. Like I shouldn't have said that. I'm yeah. so sorry, Nick. I'm so sorry, Jason. Yeah. Man, I was just wrong in that. Those I will be I will do it yep. all. Yeah. It's the ones that it's Two weeks later, a month later, yeah, and I'm talking about something. Those hit different. That I'm just saying out loud to somebody, and then God goes, "You hear what you just said? Yeah. You hear how it's the internal voice, willing, right? You were willing to give that person grace, but you didn't give that to that other, or you want this person to show you mercy, yep. and you didn't do that to your own husband last night, like, yeah. And then you go. Oh man. Yep. And all of them, no matter what, feel like a pull. Right? Uh, yeah, because that's a good I a, like that. That is a good way it's to a pull. pull. Yeah. And I don't mind the little pulls because it's like, eh, and I'm like, oh, sure. sorry, Jesus. Oh, sure. I'm so sorry. But the ones that pull, and it's like, it's from my head to my heart to my stomach. Yeah. And you just feel the, and you just like, yeah. Ah. Uh, and, the only thing I can say that's different between conviction and condemnation there is condemnation I then internalize. Mm. And I I carry that. I will vomit. Yeah. Like, I will load that into me. Yeah. It becomes my identity. Sure. And conviction is you need to then go have a conversation. Yeah. Outward. You need to go yeah. do. And those conversations... Sometimes I think the Lord's puts a month in between them because yeah. then I'm I'm clear headed, right? You needed some I'm time. not yeah, so sure. hot. I'm not so it's good. stuck in my own mindset. I could hear what he's been trying to tell me. And then maybe that person has softened too and yeah. they're ready to hear me say I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Because good. sometimes when you say you're sorry, the person's like, You just said that right to say you know. Yeah. And hey, I have been thinking about this. The Lord has put it on my heart. Like it's good. And then to know that you cared about it enough that even though a month has passed, even though time has passed, like this relationship or this action is worth correcting. That's good. I think a lot of times we say, "Hey, I'm just going to do better from now on," right? And mm-hmm. we don't take 
you know, responsibility for yeah. what we've done. Biblically, conviction always leads to action. Yeah. That's what Paul yeah. says in 1 Corinthians. He says, worldly sorrow turns into grief, which turns into death, which is exactly what you described, this internal then it turns into paralysis, then it's my identity, whereas conviction leads to an action. And again, I think this is what's so important about biblical community, because for me, a ton of the time, conviction comes from God's people, yeah, from someone else. Like, yeah, I mean, I have that pull. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's And it just washes. I feel like a wave yeah. physically washes over my body. Mm. I cry. I yeah. cry a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I get really emotional about it. But a lot of times the conviction that I didn't even know that I needed comes from God's people in that sense. And I think that's why it's so important. Our banner just fell, but it's all good. <laughs> Here in the utility room with our millions of downloads, it's the best. We do have followers. We okay. do. Watch out, <laughs> Joe Rogan. We, we do. We have sponsors we and we are legit. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I shared a quote Sunday that I think gained quite a bit of traction. And, and here's why. The word convict literally means to convince. So that's why we said the Holy Spirit persuades the heart. And it, it's crazy when you step back and Jesus says, no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit's going to come and convince you. I think it's really important for us to not just run past that and to, to reflect and to know that for someone to become convicted of sin or to repent of sin and trust in Christ is only the work of the Holy Spirit. We cannot convince anyone of anything when it comes to that. And most of the time, like I'll never forget this old parable, a man who is a man who is convinced of his will. No, a man who is convinced of his opinion still is a man who cannot be convinced against his will. Like he's of his own mind. Of his opinion still, he can never be convinced against right. his will. Like, it's it's in my mind. But the quote from Billy Graham was, in the background, Billy would uh, the uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association would come into a town, work with a ton of churches that were evangelical, conservative churches, Methodist, Baptist, doesn't matter. Well, there was a fraction of people that were saying, I can't believe you're having Johnny Cash on stage, and I can't believe you're doing this, that, and the other. And Billy was famous for saying this. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and it's my job to love. I love that so much. I mean, hello. the world twists so many things. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is going to convict someone through our love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, I am the world, as we're saying. Sure. The world yes. twists that. How many times have I twisted that as a... As a uh, Christian, absolutely. I mean, like, uh, but as you're talking about, you know, conviction and feeling that, and I mean, I will never forget during our marriage counseling. Yeah. We went out to dinner. It was the last one, and maybe you don't do that with everybody, but we're friends, <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. And so we were also planning the wedding and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. And you're sitting there and you're reading, reading notes sure. on how a man should love his wife. Yeah. And you just pause and like you look at Courtney and you're like, "Hey, I'm sorry." Yeah, that sucked. 
And I know for you that totally sucked in that moment. Yeah, big time. But that was something that John and I 100% needed to see. Oh, geez. Yeah. And like that probably changed our marriage. Like we look back on that moment, not as like Jason failed and had to say he was sorry. Yeah. But that is set apart. And Mm -hmm. that is what conviction looks like. And that's Mm -hmm. conviction put into action. And that convinced us of a biblical marriage way more than you I mean, but like preaching to me, sure. you know what I yeah. mean? Of like, sure. hey, a man loves his wife like this and a woman, but yeah. like to see it and yeah. to see the humbleness of that. And it's like, yeah, we don't convince anybody of anything. Nope. The Ugh. Holy Spirit moved through you in a Ugh. convicting way. And that then resonated with us in a way that changed our marriage forever. I was sitting at a table <laughs> with a couple that's engaged reading these biblical qualifications of a husband and it was like I think I made it through like two and I was dying like Courtney and I had been fighting whatever and and I was just like I am done I just I can't I can't do this anymore and I was like sorry guys but yeah I hadn't even thought about that in that moment and I felt that wave that I was talking about of the conviction of the Holy Spirit when it comes to that um, when when it comes to that quote, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict, God's job to judge, and my job to love. I want to ask you this. I think God uses when we know our place, it's like mm. a it's like a band that's in tune, yeah. right? It's a guitar, all the strings are in tune. When we know our place, we become God's instrument. And that's the irony, is God convicts people through your love. God makes people aware of judgment through your love. Like, you would love me right now and pursue that? Has there ever been a time that you've been loved into conviction? Because I think for me in my life, I have been loved into conviction a lot more than than I've been condemned into conviction. You know what I mean? You know, lasting change, lasting effect in a lot of that stuff. And so, I mean, has there ever been a time where you were just loved into like, man, I'm really trying to fight with you right now, <laughs> and I am really trying to hate you, and I'm really trying to kind of make my point, and, I'm re- and I just can't because I think you're showing me this love that's clearly not from you. Has that ever happened to you before? Um, I've been married a very long time. Yeah. And Rick is not the overly emotional like he's more john wayne than yep. he is you know handlebar mustache yeah, yep. nicholas sparks um but he has ways when i am fired up and i'm wanting and he's like okay mm-hmm. you're right this and i'm like but, but, but argue with me yeah <laughs> sure and yeah. i really want to you know to say all these things but he does it in such a way t- that it is disarming mm-hmm. and all of that goes. And then God's like, you've got to let this go. Yeah. And it's almost like I hear God say, I've got him. Yeah. I've got you. And if this fight continues, it's very clearly you it's now. Me. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. There's no other explanation because it, ha- it is like, God's like, yeah. uh-uh, Nikki, no, for no. Sure. And I'm like, on it, and then I turn into like a Charlie Brown cartoon yeah. when Charlie Brown is like, wah, only yeah. mine's like, eh, yeah. I just no, really I, want No, I would this. say the same way. I think there's been times in our marriage where Courtney and I have gone in a season of fighting or whatever, and then there's just been almost like a releasing me or turning me over to the Lord. Yeah. 
and it's like whoa like it it is it's a strange feeling you know to feel and and here's something i feel prompted to to say what's important why it's important for us to follow the conviction and the prompting of the holy spirit at first and and i'm not meaning a a slight resisting in a few days this that and the other the apostle paul says in romans 1 the each each time we resist the Holy Spirit's conviction, it's like a callus mm. on the heart. Yeah. And so this fleshly heart now kind of starts turn into leather and it and it turns to leather. And so you're able to push a, a, a little further and you're able to not just lie now, but like cover up and then maintain and, and whatever. And then the apostle Paul says, the greatest judgment that God gives someone or a nation, he says that too in Romans chapter 1, is that he gives them over to what they're pursuing. So there's this season of God wooing you and convicting you back and, and, and drawing you back. But if you continually resist that and continually resist that, the greatest sign of God's judgment is not like his wrath or like his heavy hand of wrath. It is... If that's what you want, Here you desires go. of our heart. You have the freedom to go get it, and man, that's just like I think that changes judgment for us. Like it changes that term and that understanding. But anyway, I wanted to say that Haley, how about you? What does it look like to get loved into conviction? I would say that I pretty much only respond to that. Mm, like that's good. I'm very I, similar. I'll buck up against. <laughs> I will like, buck. Yeah, for sure. I will buck. Hard yeah. and my husband and I are buck, 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 yes, buck. Yes. And so we are still learning the uh love way yeah. of doing that. Um, but I will say is I have definitely experienced it from West Side. Yeah. Um there was definitely a time where I was in a super sinful season and um we're not going to get emotional talking about this. Nope. <laughs> I'll um, get emotional too. So. Like, we're we're all, not going to get emotional. We're all convicted We're not going to get emotional. <laughs> but just of like, um, people in my group came and sat down with me at my house, yeah. just me, and said, hey, we know this has been going on, yeah. and we still love you. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there are consequences, sure. but like, you're still here, we're still here. And we're walking you through that. And to not be left, mm. to not be turned away from, yeah. to be shunned um, was huge. And even in that moment, I was softened, but I was still on guard, right? Totally, because like, yeah. how can you totally, sure. I don't know, like they've now seen all my junk. Do yeah. I trust them with that? Yeah, do I trust that they're saying they're not going to leave or that yeah, they still love me? Sure, like, you sure. Know, and then I think it was probably like two or three weeks later. I didn't go through the communion line mm-hmm. and you came yep. and found me in the pew yep. and gave me a hug. And you were like, I still love you. And God still loves you. Yep. And that's all it took. <laughs> yeah. That's all. It, I mean, like, yeah, for sure that it's hard to have your guard up Yeah, when someone sees you at the bottom. Yeah. And still pursues you in a way that is love. Yeah, man, that's huge. And I wish, and I think that comes with maturity and it comes with time. But I think maturity, let me say it this way. I think a sign of Christian maturity is knowing that love is much more powerful than condemnation or guilt. Every time. Or any of that. Just because, man, you want to 
lay, you know, the screws down. You want to, you know, drop the hammer. You want to do whatever. And the reality is, is an equal or opposite reaction occurs. It's either the running or a buck back fighting. But that loving into conviction, I think, changes everything yeah. in that sense. You know, um, we ended the sermon with kind of some some application questions and stuff like that. But one of them was, how is the Holy Spirit calling you to be separate and distinct in this season in your life? And maybe you don't have an answer. Maybe you do, whatever. But how, how, what season, it can be your marriage, it can be your family, it can be whatever. I think for me in the season personally is a separating myself from maybe who I was. And what I mean by that is this, I think the spirit is really calling me to be separate and distinct in regards to like slowing down and making long-term decisions, not sacrificing immediate results for long-term decisions but doing hard work now, right. like you're not going to get results now. Marathon versus sprint. hundred yeah. percent in that sense. Secondly, I think it's in parenting big time right now. It's like the reason why we operate like this yeah. and we just don't stay at people's houses. And by the way, I'm just talking about stuff personally with the Jordan family. This right. is not like legalistic what the yeah. Bible says type stuff, but we are trying to show our kids that in our family, that this is where we we differ. You know, yeah. we differ and this is why, like look here in the Bible, why it says this. And so those are just some seasons I think for me that I feel like the spirit is pushing mm-hmm. me to be a little bit distinct. But how about you guys? I think in parenting, absolutely. And I am by far a perfect parent. Sure. Um, I have conversations with my daughter all the time. Yeah, for sure. About, you know, different things of like, okay, well, so-and-so said this and acted this way. Hun, do you know anything that they're going through? Yeah, man. Amen. Do you know what? Well, I know. I'm Okay. Breathe and give them a little grace because you don't always mean the tone in which you For say. For sure. And so those conversations. But I also have a 23. Like Cooper's birthday is today. He's 23. Yeah. He's wow. an adult. I had him and was married at his age. Wow. And so it is just. It's a, <laughs> yeah. What? Hold on. Pause the train right here. What is that like? It is so. To have a kid. Dude. At the age in which no. you were married and had the kid. I had Cooper. I got married at 19. Yeah. Had him at 20. Yeah. So like at this point, I was already through when Cooper, when I was 23, we were, you know, almost four years into our marriage. Yep. I had been through beauty school. We were making like all those things. We were so broke. Yeah. Laying a foundation for life. And I have this single grown man who lives in my house every other month. Yeah. Because he, I mean, it would, He's looking to buy and do things and there's plans long term and all this stuff. But he has, you know, he's like, hey, I'm going to go to Springfield for the weekend and he will go with friends. And I'm like, "Um, you can't afford bail (laughs) and you can't afford a child. Yeah, sure. And that's kind of like a joke. Then he follows up with, I know a bail bondsman because we have a friend that's a bail bondsman. And that's the joke. Yeah. But on the flip side of that, the reality is. Um, we don't do things like, I know you're grown, but we don't do co-ed sleepovers. Right. Yeah. We don't have, sure. you know, there are things that we put in you that hopefully now, yeah. and, and, and see if you'll agree with this. I heard someone say the difference in adolescent parenting, and then it gets difficult into the teenage years, but so then young awful. adult is this in parenting, you go from 
control mm-hmm. to influence. Absolutely. So you and get honestly, the older they get, the more control you give up, and all you have is influence. Honestly, I'm going to say this: Jolie is 16. Sure. I have control over her cell phone. Right. Her vehicle. Right. That's it. Sure. Yeah. I, my control is very minimal already at 16. Yep. It transitions to influence yeah. quickly. And the influence side of it all is, hey guys, that's not who we are. That's not what we do. Yeah. Um, and then they watch me fall on my face and do the things sure. I say I'm not. Yeah. We don't behave that way as mom just yeah. behaved in a way. And it, yeah. you eat crow and you, you know, apologize and repent and move to a different thing. But it is like, I mean, even in my marriage with my kids being older, the kids see things and will comment things and say things. And I've had to say, this isn't for you to speak about. You're not in this marriage. I appreciate that you're grown, right? but this isn't okay. And Rick's like, "Mm -mm, we don't, it's weird. Yeah, that's cool. It is interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Haley? What, what, what do you think the spirit's pushing, propelling you toward in this season in your life? I think one is to realize that my identity is different. Hmm. I think there's a lot of things that Haley did in her only early 20s and that Haley did in high school that I carry mm-hmm. into situations. And it's like, hey, if you want me to truly move in this situation, you got to leave that stuff behind because yeah. I don't see you that way. It's good. You've been transformed. You've been renewed. Like, throw it off. Yeah. We're not bringing that into this. It's good. And then... Uh, the next thing would just be to be steady. Mm. We talk about it in staff all the time that we are the thermostat, not the thermometer. There you I'm go. always going to say the, uh, the wrong it. way. Yeah. But, and I, you know, kind of had a moment last week and I was just like, but it's hard when you receive all this negativity to sure. not like go down with that. And you were like, well, what would help you do that? And I was like, probably if I was getting filled up by the Lord and at his feet and like resting in Jesus. And it was like, ta-da! <laughs> you know, like, Congratulations, you provided your own answer. Yeah, like yeah. verbal processing, but just like quit trying to muster it all up. Mm, mm-hmm. That's it, good. Like ha- when you made yeah. us take the breath and it doesn't depend on you. Yeah. And I mean, the amount of people that I was like, yep, that's going to be good for them and them <laughs> and yeah, them. Sure. It doesn't depend on them. And yes. then the fingers pointing at like, yeah. really take that breath. Yeah. And not that it depends on you, like the function of things, but even to be the thermostat. Yeah. That doesn't come from you. No. Nope. You can't grit your teeth and, be yeah. happy with people. Sure. Like you have to have a joy and a love for them that comes from Jesus alone. Yeah. Our only responsibility is to position ourselves where God has promised to fill us up. Yeah. That's it. And so that's why when I see Jesus talking to these 12 men in this room and it's getting to the end and he's talked about them dying and him dying and all of this. And then boom, he hits them with the, I mean, when you look at the two times in the text where he mentions the Holy spirit, it's because it's getting ratcheted up. This is getting intense, man. I'm like, and then he goes, but remember the Holy spirit's coming. And they're like, yes, the Spirit's supposed to be coming. Incredible. Well, listen, we would love to hear from you guys. Where do you feel that the Spirit is calling you to be separate and distinct? Or where are those tensions in your life? Where do you feel, here's a good question, where do you feel that your life is different from non-believers? 
What does that look like? So, hey, what do we have coming up in the life of the church, guys? We've got some stuff, actually. We do have yeah, we do. Stuff. We got stuff. Specifically, this week is our family fun at the park. Yep. Whoop, whoop. And I'm super excited about it because when we heard a lot of feedback about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's outside. We're probably going to freeze a little bit, but But the weather is supposed to be sunny. Great. But when we say family fun day, I just wanted to clarify, we are not talking about if you have small children or if the church family, you're talking about our whole church family. If you're one to 100, if you're single, if you're a household of 12, you can come play kickball. If kickball is not your jam, sure. Bring a chair, sit on a sign line, root for somebody, or just be around the people that you're trying to like and read a book outside. Hey parents, this is a great place too. If you have that kid that as soon as you sat down, they wander or run somewhere, we're going to be in a giant park. We're going to be in a giant yeah. park. This is a great place mm-hmm. for them to meander kind of further away from you than they normally would. Yeah. You know? So it's great. It's yeah. going to be awesome. With a bunch of church people who will probably help watch your kids. Yeah, for sure. What's the times on that, Haley? It's two to four. Yep. Awesome. This Sunday. Yep. Cool. Great. At McLean Park. Yeah. Love it. And Miss Nikki, what are the Kidside Kids doing? Kidside Kids are, we are two weeks away We're from... Christmas program like December 4th is the day so we will December have December 4th is two weeks away December well, well oh, I'm sorry the rehearsal is the two rehearsal. weeks away I'm, I'm, so sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry November 30th is two weeks away gotcha. from tomorrow yep. that is kids side rehearsal cool. we will be with the band but this coming Sunday we have two Sundays and then bam, Boom. the fourth we are doing kids side programs. So we are geared up. The kids have plans. They've got things they're saying. We're working on the littles are like going to probably carry the cute factors. Love gonna it. Win. Love it's it. good stuff. But yeah. We are, yeah. December. Good. Fourth is the program. The 30th is rehearsal. Is rehearsal. Love it. And now you guys are doing something really cool in Kids Side, like providing for stuff, doing some wars. Tell us about that. It was super great. We had kids. So we are doing what we are calling change wars. Yeah. So all three of our rooms. Yeah. So great. I just want to be a rapper, but go ahead. Well, (laughs) you could do that. The kids will probably throw some money at you, but it's going to be changed. It might hurt. I love it. Um. We are having, we challenge the kids to all three rooms to bring in their loose change, whatever they can scrounge up and find. Yeah. Um, and they are bringing that in and filling up banks to provide warm clothing this winter for kids in their community. So wow. we Love are it. part of the West Side's part of the Bright Futures, yeah. and we've got a school that we partner up with, yep. and we are going to go purchase some hats, gloves, Love socks, it. whatever is needed. Yeah. I've loved hearing you talk about it because you're like kids helping kids. It yeah, makes me so great, man. But they want to. Like we had a yeah, kid who said, okay, I have a bigger jar at home. Can I bring it all in? <laughs> and I had one girl say, well, I'm just going to go get $100 out of my mom's purse. And I'm like, okay, guys. <laughs> well, okay, here we guys, go. Guys, talk to this your parents. I good. want you guys, but these are my bigger kids. So yeah. I'm like, I want you guys to talk to your parents about That's this. Good. I want you guys to pray about it. Yeah, man. How can you help? kids in your area. That's good. That's really no. cool. I love it. And now, Westside, I do want to let you know, we've got Advent devotionals. Those are 10 bucks. Those are going really fast. Yeah. Hotcakes. So we sold, basically, we got two boxes. We sold a whole box this past Sunday, Ooh. and it was Ooh. the first Sunday that they were on sale. So I don't know if we'll re-up on these. We'll probably just tell you that you can go on Amazon and purchase it yourself. But we've got it available for a little bit less than the cost and all of that stuff. Also, 
just to let you know, we take up an offering every year. Um, over the next couple of weeks, you're going to be getting a ton of information about how you can help the community of Popper Bluff yeah. and what we've got coming up for the Christmas season. So it's really exciting stuff. Anything else, guys? I think we should announce on the podcast. Okay. The service times. You talked about it at church. I did. Reiterated, but we have not talked about it on the podcast. For sure. On Christmas, we're having church, people. We're having church. We are. Yeah, for sure. And so on Christmas Day, Christ Mass, which is the gathering or Mass for Christ, Eucharist, it would be like birthday, Mm -hmm. day of birth. (laughs) When do you give your kid a cake with candles? On their day of birth. But anyway, and so listen, it falls on Sunday this year, which is the day that we already celebrate and do all of that. It's going to be 10 a.m. Kids side kids are going to be able to come in their pajamas and yes. hang out. We're going to we're working on some really fun stuff on that day. But the day before our Christmas Eve service is happening at what time? Five. Five. I definitely asked that because I wasn't sure if it was five, five or five thirty. And so five, listen, we give you plenty of time to get back home. It's not long, no, barely it's an, like hour. an hour. Yeah. yeah. And and listen, bring your family. Like for me, it's not Christmas boom until we get that candlelight service. Look, and then I am charged up for Christmas, man. The you know, family director slash hairdresser in me is so yeah. happy we have switched over to the gross LED lights. Yeah, man. But the real it. fire so in four-year-old's hands just yep. scared me all the way. I know. I get it for sure. So so we are, and, and we think it's important, and there's a number of reasons why we're having church on Christmas Day. We could give you a ton of peripheral ones, but at the end of the day, I just think if it really is all about Jesus and it's the day that we already gather for church, mm-hmm. I don't want to send a subliminal message and say, worship at home with your family because I think you're kind of making family the priority then. And I think the unspoken idol in the American church is the family. Yeah. Um, God has given you that family as a gift to steward. And we steward that in such a way of positioning ourselves where we experience the power of God and the people of God. It's an hour-ish maybe on that Sunday to come hang out. The service will be broadcasted online, and we're just providing an opportunity. I actually heard at Westside Men... Two guys who said, number one, this is my first candlelight Christmas Eve service. I've never been to one. And number two, they said, man, I'm excited. Like, this is so cool. This is what the guy said. He said, man, I'm kind of excited. Like, I mean, when you think about it, it like makes sense to go to church on Christmas. Yeah. Like, I feel good about this. I feel good about the decision. And I was like, yes, man. I love it. It was great. It It was great. If it's the stress of getting up and getting the kids out the door that morning, send them to bed in their PJs. Come on. Come on with, you know, yep. brush their teeth, bare minimum that's all I ask, brush their teeth. Yep. I'm going to load them up with sugar and fun stuff, and <laughs> then you can get them back a little bit later. I love it. It's good. Haley, how can they contact us if they want to get a hold of us or send something in? If you want to get a hold of us, you can text us at 573-877-7333. That's 573-837-33s. Booyah. And yes. if you do not have this number memorized I don't. yet, I don't. You that's really why not I have her say it every time. time. I He's just like, will not you recall could, it. And then points. I just to me. defer. I just I think, defer to Haley. I think I have like three phone numbers stuck in my brain, and, and Haley that's one of them is now. Yes, I love it. Also, guys, you can send us an email at info at westsidepb.org. You can also message us on Facebook. We'll get back to you as soon or as possible. Or you can call the church. Yeah, seven eight five eighteen oh five. That Pers- number you per- memorized. Personally, me. 
I prefer that you use Facebook message, phone call, send in a text message. I just feel like those are really great. I love the phone call, though. It's just the old school call up to the church, talk to the church secretary. Frankie Mo chases me down, gives me the messages, all that stuff. So, well, hey, listen, we love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe this podcast wherever you listen to. And until we meet again, it's all about Jesus. Blessings. Blessings.